0: Hey, this is Kevin from Kevin's Barbecue Joints, and welcome to the Kevin's Barbecue Joints podcast. This one's so great, it's with Kelsey Pribilski. She is from BarbaQuest, which is on Hulu. There's three seasons. Th- season three just came out in August. You could also watch it for free at the Texas Beef Council website, which is beeflovingtexans.com. I'll put links to all that below. I've been wanting to talk to Kelsey for a long time because I wanted to share her story, hear little tidbits about the different episodes, and especially now, having seen season three, it's so spectacular so well done so well produced so tight and her co-host is jess priles who she was with on the very first episode in the austin episode this season is just the two of them whereas the other seasons were were different than those and we discuss all of that wanted you guys get to know her background how she got the gig, which is extremely interesting. It's a great window into a world that I had no idea about. So that was that was really interesting. And then we talk about barbecue joints, obviously. In this new season, there's a lot of great places. And they also talk to cattle ranchers. And it's really, really well done. So I don't want to get too into that because we talk about it during the episode. We also talk about her connection to Jake at State Farm and what Jake at State Farm's real name is. So that's something that you can learn It's about half an hour into the episode. I can't thank Kelsey enough for taking the time. We talked probably for another hour, like half an hour before, half an hour after. She's awesome, so funny, so engaging. I really think i to love this. I have a website at kevinsbbqjoints.com. I'm at kevinsbbqjoints on all the social media. But at the end, stay safe and visit your local barbecue joint.
1: Kelsey Prabilski, a barbecue enthusiast and native Texan. And I'm Jess Pryles, hardcore carnival, live fire chef, and meat expert. I've been all over Texas tasting some of the best barbecue in the state. But this time around, Jess is taking me beyond the pit to discover the people and places that make Texas barbecue so legendary.
0: Good afternoon, Kelsey. How are you?
1: i'm good we
0: haven't been talking for 24 minutes <laughs> no, not, not at all we haven't restarted this conversation again but i uh, i wanted to talk to you about barbequest and i also wanted to talk and i and i i mentioned to you off camera i was i called it bbq quest i don't know just i've growing up reading books i'd call care i mispronounce things so i've been doing that for a while
1: most people call it that yeah okay
0: but it's barbequest and it's it, yeah. it, and it's on Hulu, but I want people to know about it because if they're on the fence of getting Hulu, this is an option. This is something that they could watch on their phone, tablet, laptop. It
1: is so the beef loving Texans—they're the ones that sponsor. That's the Texas Beef Council. It is on their website as well. So if you don't have, oh, Hulu's cool, okay, I didn't know that. Okay, mm-hmm.
0: all the episodes are all there too.
1: Yeah.
0: Ah, okay, cool. That's good. That's um. Awesome. So if you're on the if you're on the fence of Hulu and you want to watch other hulu stuff you can get that and watch barbequest or watch it on that i'll put a link to that below but they're really great and they're really well produced and you've been you've gone around with a lot of people that i've had on the show or that i've wanted to have on the show or that people in this the barbecue industry know but i also want people to get to know you better and so they know you like your background so well let's start I you you were born in georgia right weren't you
1: yeah, but I was—I only lived there for like a few weeks, I, I think. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, like people are always like, if you search my name, it says Augusta, Georgia, but I'm, I'm here to settle it once and for all. Kevin.
2: Okay, good, good. Let's... I am
1: a native Texan. Because <laughs> <laughs> I stayed said... in the and it's true. Okay. I am an army brat. My ancestors settled in Brennan, Texas, right outside of Houston, and then... Oh, really? My dad grew up in Wichita Falls, Texas. That's where he met my mom. And then he joined the army. So then I was born in Augusta, Georgia. Then we moved to Arizona, Virginia, Kansas, and then Texas. Yeah. And then Texas. But I was in I've been in Texas since I was eight and a lot of my family is already here. So yeah.
0: But what was that like traveling around that much? What were were you at an age where that was okay or was that difficult?
1: Uh I think I mean, it wasn't fun. Like when you're younger, that's when you're kind of like learning how to form friendships and relationships and maintain them. So I think that it was hard for me. I think it's been hard for me, like as an adult and like in high school and stuff, figuring out how to maintain friendships, because I'm very much that friend where I'm like, we'll hang out a bunch and then I'll disappear or whatever. (laughs) Like, hey, what's up? Let's go have like, you know what I mean? And they're like,
0: oh, I wanted you every week. I don't, yeah, yeah, I get that. You know, I think I'm the same way.
1: Yeah, it's like not a thing. I'm like, what? And they're like, we haven't spoken in six months. I'm like, oh, okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah, time, time maybe time's a different concept for you.
1: Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, it was it was tough, and and it's also tough growing up in a military town because we settled in like Harker Heights, Texas, which is. Killeen, Texas, Fort Hood, um, so like a bunch of your friends, you'd make friends, and then they would move away, so. Oh,
0: that makes sense, I ne- yeah, I never thought about that,
1: yeah. Yeah, so they would leave too, but I mean, um, it also helped me be, I'm not very shy socially, so I guess it could help, it helps that way as well, where I'm just like, hey, what's up, yeah. <laughs> or
0: independent, maybe it helps you with your independence too, do you think? Yeah,
1: yeah, I guess, yeah, and you see so many different cultures and you know you're exposed to different people and yeah. i i don't feel like i lived in a little bubble either so that was also a, a good thing about it
0: but you definitely wanted to reside in texas right what you're planning on because you moved to austin pretty quickly right
1: yeah, right after I graduated high school, I moved to Austin. Um I lied to my parents. I said I was gonna stay in college and I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: well, they're finding out right now. <laughs> let's, hope, let's hope they already knew that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I always knew that I wanted to be in the film industry because I grew up doing theater. Like um when we were when we lived when we moved to Texas, I joined like the local theater of Evil S Arts and I did plays there. And I always knew that I wanted to pursue a film. Career and so um, Austin was the closest like place that I could do that. And at the time, we had a lot of shows filming here, like it was Friday Night Lights. It was a lot of ABC shows. Um, so I moved here right when that was
0: ending. <laughs> <laughs> so your timing is excellent. <laughs> <Great> timing. <Yeah. laughs> you have no sense of time, and your timing is wonderful. So that's
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: So, but but you still wanted to pursue it and so is there because I don't think of Austin as a town like LA where I'm from and it just it feels very movie TV centric but I guess a lot of people there's a lot of places outside of Los Angeles that people do a lot of filming and did it completely dry up on you or
1: Well, what happened is um, they got rid of the tax incentives. So people would come and film Texas and like, you know, Robert Rodriguez has his studios here. Richard Linklater went to UT. And so they would tell people about the town and it's, it's got, you know, Texas, especially Austin, you drive in any direction a couple of miles and it's a completely different landscape. So it's a great place to film. Oh yeah. Um, And it, the Government just they got rid of the tax incentives, so it's not um, financially feasible for all these big productions to film here anymore and we've gained a few back in the years uh, in the past years, but I'm really hoping in the next couple of years that they can bump up those tax incentives again because yeah, neighboring states like new mexico they're it's huge and it's really impacting the co- economy in a really positive way, so I just feel like we're missing out on some really great opportunities and after the pandemic, I think people have realized that they don't have to live in huge places like LA where it's on fire. No yeah.
0: It. yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, the state, the state tax is insane and R- like
0: ridiculous. It's not very conducive for business. And really, it really. I don't. Even, it's hard to believe that the industry even exists here.
1: Yeah, I mean it's wild. It's. Yeah. Wild. I mean, I've been to LA and like I I really think it's beautiful. It's you know you've got the beaches and the ocean and. But I, I never want to leave Austin. I never want to leave Texas because I am a Texas girl and I've lived in Austin now longer than I've ever lived anywhere else, you know, and there's just so many creative and talented people here. And like oh, yeah. the community here, both film and barbecue, like everybody is so supportive of each other and they really are, there's none of that weird undertones of competition mm-hmm. and- like that's definitely the difference I feel
0: between here and LA. Yeah, no, and I felt when I lived there for a year as we were talking about off camera, I yeah. would talk to people, I go places and they talk to me and I felt weird because it was like in LA when someone talks to you, they want something from you or they're trying to get there's an angle where they just wanted to talk. And I thought, oh, that's such a nice that's hospitality. That's what Southern hospitality almost it's just felt it's a real different. thing.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's so funny because there are a lot of like, I see a lot of California license plates here now. And like, I, again, I'm weird and I strike a conversation from the grocery store and I don't really care. And yeah, um, it's so funny to, you can tell when people don't live here because they're very hesitant to talk to you. Like, why are you chatting with me? Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. No, that's because yeah. it is unusual, but it's, it's unusual in the best way because how do you get to know people? How do you get to know about life and how everything works. Unless you talk to people. Yeah. It's, it's, it's sad. We're in our little bubbles here. I think it's just kind of everyone and everyone's driven by their own, not everyone, but like, but there's a lot of self-motivation. Like there's self-driven. So it's just, it's just a weird, weird landscape, but it was, it was nice. And you said, Brenham, do you have family in Brenham right now?
1: I mean i have distant relatives oh. um i haven't really met any of them that's oh. like my dad's extended extended family that still okay. lives there um most of them are in like wichita falls or if they're not there they've migrated to dallas i have chicago and yeah. arkansas they're kind of all over now
0: <laughs> yeah so when you went around for barbecue asked, did you see any of those people like in wichita falls or uh, like did you get a chance to or do they it's it's or is it a pretty tight schedule when you're
1: it's so tight. We do so much in such a short amount of time. Yeah, that's
0: crazy. You pack a lot into each episode. When did, so how did that come about? Was that, do you have to audition for that?
1: I did. I worked in the restaurant industry for a long time. And like, you know, I've, I've, I'm i familiar with the restaurant industry. Um, I worked at a steakhouse for like six or seven years. So I knew beef and meat cuts. And like, I think I'm also one of the few actors that's also like not vegan. <laughs> so i
0: think that helped yeah. Me out. yeah probably yeah
1: yeah so they were yeah they just they were it was a regular casting call and it was so weird because i read the casting call and they were looking for somebody with like barbecue experience or who was interested and i was like oh that's not me like i love barbecue but like i don't i know beef cuts but like that's it yeah, yeah. and so I didn't apply, and then the deadline passed by like a day, and then I messaged my friend who was the casting director, and I was like, "Screw it, I'm just gonna do it." And so I turned in the audition late, and they accepted it, and I got a call back, and yeah, I just had to go in a room full of Texas beef people. It was it was such a bizarre audition yeah,
2: well, because
1: was they it? were it was like a huge semicircle of probably 15 people, and you had to recite. like a show's opening monologue which was pretty long and i was like freaking out outside in the lobby like oh my god i'm not gonna get through this and you can always hear what other people are doing and like nobody was getting through this monologue and i went in there and i just did it and i was like oh my god that's crazy and then they gave me a taco and they were like can you eat this taco for us in front of us remember that the producer reminded me that the other day and I was like oh yeah you guys did make me eat a taco in front of 15 people on camera. And
0: they all watch like I wonder what they're all thinking when I guess they have to see if if it's messy or like or not messy. Like, a, or,
1: yeah what if I was like did
0: you like, have to describe it like how you what you were tasting or they said just eat a taco that's the strangest that's a great takeaway from this.
1: Oh my had god you, I, I don't remember I bet I had to I guess, it.
0: yeah um, they must have had some so, there must have been obviously yeah, like, there's some sort of reason But you must have eaten the taco really well. And that was, or maybe it was like, let's see if she'll eat a taco. If she'll eat a taco in front of us, she's got the job. But like, everybody's like, I'm not going to eat a taco in front of you guys. That's just the most, (laughs) the start.
1: (laughs) I'm sure I was so nervous. I hadn't eaten that day. So I was like, sure, I'll eat a taco.
0: (laughs) Well, you made it through the, and you made it through the monologue. So that got the dialogue all correct. So that's, but then did you, when you found out, did you, Did they say this is going to be multi-season or were they just trying to do one season or what was their goal?
1: We've never known. We've never, like beef council producers, we always are like, okay, we're doing this season and we'll see how it goes and where it goes from there. So like, I mean, I don't know if we'll get in a season four. Like I hope. It's a fantastic job. I've been really lucky and really spoiled. and But yeah, we have, I have no idea.
0: They're each season's different, not just that you go to different places, but it has a different tone and vibe. It feels it feels like it's it's evolving as a show.
1: Ooh, I'm sense? glad to hear yeah, I'm glad to hear you say that. Have you noticed I know the reason, but have you noticed any differences between season three and the other two seasons, besides the fact that I get like a co-host the whole season? Have you like felt I, a difference?
0: I felt the difference. I felt it just it just seemed like a different like I remember watching at the beginning and because I was I'm always curious about barbecue content because I'm just curious how people what people do and it felt like yeah just it just feels tighter I guess I don't I don't know and it yeah and it definitely maybe the producing might be even a little bit different it just the production but also technology has changed so perhaps it's maybe filmed in 4K, I don't yeah, that's a good question, I don't know that.
1: I mean, this is like, a, I'm quizzing you, sorry. Yeah, I, I know,
0: mean, I, yeah, I'm <laughs> on the spot. <laughs> I'm sure I'm guessing the wrong thing, but it does feel different, it's uniquely I, different.
1: No, I agree with you, I do feel like it is tighter, um, the interesting thing is uh so the, the camera guys for our first two seasons are now the directors. So oh. they they directed the, the last season. So Brent McCorkle, he was the director of the first two seasons and he his career has just blown up. Like he's been directing like Lionsgate movies and stuff. And like, that's
0: why I know um, that name. Okay.
1: Yeah, he's he's fantastic and he was the one that paved the way of like what this show was really gonna kind of be totally, and then he you know, he's been doing other stuff. So he kind of passed the torch to the 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 camera guys who are their own production company oh. who are amazing at what they do. And because we're we've kind of been this well oiled machine, we already we just kind of know how to talk to each other and I know what they want. And like um I agree with you. They they've they've definitely just like they've tightened it and they've really I feel like we've we really found our stride this season.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's it's if someone just started watching this season, mm-hmm. it, it would be interesting for them to go back and look at it. because it's it, it's it, it maybe it jumps around a little bit too in the last like the first in the first season like I felt like it was it just just it, it didn't feel maybe as cohesive like if okay. you went to Houston I don't know it just it it was great but also yeah. too I feel like this there's a through line through every episode and
2: Interesting. yeah and, and
0: i guess you had different like you did in season one it was season one the one where you were with daniel and then you were also with chris shepard always oh, chris shepard wasn't the first
1: chris shepard was the first season daniel was season two two, two. okay um, but that's also probably a reason that it feels a little different is because every single episode was a different co-host yeah. so they all, it was such a different dynamic, whereas Jess has definitely made this season more cohesive and we have, you know, we're developing our relationship on camera as well. Yeah. Like um, she was my co-host for the very first episode, the very first season. And so um we kind of already knew each other. We've stayed in touch a little bit, but it was fun to be able to like, just, you know, shoot the shit with her yeah. and learn so much. Yeah,
0: her, and her knowledge was like I, I talked to her back then and I've talked to her now yeah. and just seeing what she's doing now, you could just tell that she, her knowledge is off the charts. Like she just,
1: I didn't know meat science was a degree and yeah. she's got a master's in it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she got it during the pandemic and she she's just a stud and she's just, and she's, she explains things really well. Like when you guys were trimming the briskets, it's just very, it's educational as well as fun. It's, yeah, it's really this. This season is my favorite season, but I do like places I like when you went to Marfa and the Big Band and did all mm-hmm. that. With. That was because of places I really want to go. And oh, Chris cool. Shepard, I love watching you know, Chris Shepard and then I see like the like, Fiji's uh, on the it Chris Shepard was one of my favorites. I yeah. cried at,
1: in the final scene of that episode. Those were real tears, guys. I got so emotional. Really?
0: Okay. <laughs> I'll have to look back about it. When I got a chance to talk to Chris Shepard, when I got a chat to interview him, I think I interviewed him in his car, but I was like, so because I'm enamored by him. I think, I think I love what he does. I think he's such a, a force and he's just so, you
1: know. He's such a good person. And mm-hmm. what he's doing with the restaurant community in Houston is just, yeah. it's so beautiful. Everybody I interviewed that episode, you know, Aaron and, and Patrick, like that was one of my favorite episodes to film because so it was far. just good people.
0: And I'd watched that back then, and I when I rewatched was rewatching everything to talk to you. I saw that and I'm like, oh, I forgot that they were. Oh, this was so good, and it was at Greenway Plaza and yeah. near the Chris, and it was just so. I'm like, oh, I love this so much. Yeah,
1: yeah, they are one of my top three favorites. Yeah. I loved bee just so much. That bulgogi glazed short rib, I can't. I dream about it. I <laughs> haven't gone back yet. I need to.
0: Well, and they have the the new location in Spring Branch. And, I know I don't
1: have to go to a shopping mall anymore <laughs> yeah and they
0: don't. and that uh, but this is also too like this this they have the they, par- they pair with wine and they have a different menu they have all the regular barbecue favorites but they also have oh. an extensive menu and it's open for lunch and dinner it's just a whole thing like it's that's just so- the
1: whole thing about that like Erin and Patrick have the perfect like restaurant marriage as far as because she has that fine dining background and and he's like the pitmaster barbecue mm-hmm. dude. You have these like, you know, wine pairings, but with gourmet sides, yeah. which are not a barbecue thing. But you're like, this has to be a barbecue
0: mm-hmm. thing. From now on. And but Patrick also has like a chef brain, but he's also, he's jumped so much into barbecue and he's known for his whole hog. And it's just, it's amazing. They're both, and they're just both good people and that's they are
1: like, they're really good people yeah. and
0: that's why like i had mentioned that i talked to aaron did i, I interview with because I mean, we have a bar, wine and barbecue show and it was just so i said i'm going to talk to kelsey and goes, oh please tell her hello because she was She's
1: the they're the cutest i wish their son still had a mullet i'm saying it right now here <laughs>
2: I wish you never
0: your kids more. I'm gonna take that little part. I'll email it to, <laughs> t- tonight just so that she. But it's funny. I did. I did. I was. I was texting her like something about the show, and I said, "My phone said snail instead of email," and then I. I said I told her I said yeah my phone because even my iPhone just constantly I think it wants to make me it wants to kill me I, my iPhone hates me I think I'm a firm
1: believer in that yeah, yeah. 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 and
0: and it's just, it's just terrible but it so I told her that it said snail and she said that uh. Wyatt must have taken your phone for a, a moment, like because <laughs> <laughs> Wyatt loves snails. So. Does
2: he? That's yeah, so yeah,
0: apparently. good, <laughs> but it's but, but so throughout the throughout the seasons, like I think that you had said to, I think it might have been an Instagram post or something that you had a favorite place. But I don't like you don't have a favorite. But do you have a favorite? Is it a favorite favorite or or a new favorite <laughs> or is just I'm sure favorites change, but I,
1: they do change. I okay. So every place that we've been on the show is already like up here. Like yeah. these are the creme de la creme. We we you know we take advice from people and certain lists that come out. I'm being specific. So it's like there's no getting better than these places. Yeah. But the the reason that I love a few of these places just a little bit more, and this is me personally, yeah. because they're all amazing is that it, they're doing the thing where it's, it's traditionally cooked barbecue, but they are putting a twist on it, oftentimes culturally. Yeah. So, Fegis was definitely one of my favorites because of the fine dining sides and they're putting a twist, but they're still, you know, cooking it a traditional way.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but you know, it's a bulgogi glaze, which is not traditional. Mm-hmm. But then this season, I was super impressed with Blood Brothers. I really loved um, Curry Boys. Um, And then one of my top favorites was Panther City because, you know, these are people who, they never sought out to open a barbecue restaurant. It was just so natural. They were doing family cookouts in their backyard and, you know, they have, they're Mexican, so they have like this, these flavorful Mexican dishes that they're now integrating with barbecue. And it's just yeah,
0: that, unreal yeah that taste, that 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 looks that was every time i see panther city and i it's just so they're just yeah they're so off good. the charts like it looks their food looks so good it looks so consistent and it looks yes. and they and they're expanding i think that i saw that they now have like a whole outdoor thing like it's like even for i think a, they're making a joke about turf and dallas cowboys or something, something but, yeah, but it was that. something but it was still like it's still they're so i'm so happy for them and they have a bar i think now right or something don't they
1: so when we went out there, it was kind of like an outdoor seating barbecue situation. But I think that they've built this whole building now. I yeah, I
0: think so, too.
1: Um, I haven't been back since, but um, I mean, yeah, they're definitely expanding and growing. And I hope that they're getting a lot of business.
0: You yeah. Know,
1: the more people find out about them.
0: Everything, everything, every time I've seen like Daniel post or anybody posts anything from Panther City, it just it looks spectacular. And you talking with Chris, that was such a nice conversation and everything looks so plated so interesting and it wasn't yeah it wasn't your standard trinity texas trinity it was definitely outside the box and blood brothers is
1: texas trinity traditional texas barbecue will always be my heart and soul but it's just so interesting the way that barbecue is evolving
0: but even when you went to interstellar interstellar he puts his spin on stuff that Mm -hmm. is crazy
1: yeah but it's Mm -hmm. so weird like the restaurant industry Success a lot of the times has nothing to do with the quality of food. You know, yeah, it's just like, you know, what's the venue? How much is the rent there? Traffic. Like it sucks.
0: Mm-hmm. You went to Laura this season too.
1: We did. And they're expanding. Um, it's great. Another place that's marrying different cultures with barbecue. And I think they're opening their third location. So one
0: in Houston, right? They open which maybe Dallas they open a Dallas.
1: Yeah, it's um Houston, Dallas, and Austin.
0: Yeah. Crazy.
1: Yeah. It's wild. Yeah,
0: because yeah. like, I, I talked to Stacey Franklin a while back because I hadn't I had a chance to have her on the show. And she's, like, ama- she's so amazing because like, she's like the unsung hero of Franklin Barbecue. But it was interesting to hear about Laura, Laura a little bit. And it's somewhere that I've been curious about because people don't talk about it a lot, but I know that it's busy, right? It's...
1: Oh, it's insane. Anytime I finally went with my husband a few weeks ago because I was like, we have to eat. At Laura in Austin, it's here. I've been to the other one. Like we have to eat here, but there is always a line. It's so hard to get in that restaurant. Really? Wow, interesting. Yeah.
0: I didn't know that. I didn't. I didn't know that. It's just. It's just funny how how places can be really busy without you hearing about it. Being
1: like, I know. Yeah. No advertising. I mean, it's just yeah, it's word of mouth. But that's what good food does. Like yeah, you yeah. know.
0: So ha- so have have all these been associated with the Texas Beef Council?
1: Yes 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 um yeah they're the ones that make the show they own the show they produce the show it's it's them behind all
0: of okay. it okay but it just seems like it's more highlighted that it's a paid promotion i mean not promotion but a, a paid thing by the i don't know why this season it seems like on hulu it says below and i didn't it doesn't say it for season i don't think one or two.
1: Oh, really okay But i know that yeah. the
0: texas beef council's always been i've always heard that it was theirs but i didn't know yeah, yeah. i don't know why i don't know maybe they had to oh.
1: Yeah, this is a really good show. We should put our name on it. Yeah,
0: and maybe people should start to... And what is... <laughs> what? Can you explain what the Texas Beef Council is? What should people know? Is it something that they should be looking for?
1: So the Texas Beef Council is, is an agricultural society that represents the the farmers, the, the, the cattle farmers of Texas. So that's what the Texas Beef Council does. And I would say just go to the Texas Beef Council website where you can learn about the organization and and how it's funded and everything. And also something really cool about them is like they have recipes on there. Oh, so if you're cool. like, yeah, and a lot of the times, um, if you're watching, if you watch the, the uh, Barba Quest episodes on there, they will feature some of the recipes, like their version of the recipes that oh. some of the masters are doing on the show. And oh, Jess cool. has like made some really great recipes as well that are featured on the website. So I would definitely check out uh, Texas Beef Council.
0: Oh, that's cool. And, and did you-, did you...
1: BeeflovingTexas.com, sorry.
0: <laughs> okay, say so, beeflovingTexas.com. Did you know that Jess was going to be your co-host? How did that come about? It's a perfect, perfect match. It worked out yeah. really well, but-
1: So we knew that there was going to be a third season, but then the pandemic happened. So we were on pause for almost two years, which is yeah. not fun. And yeah, they just came to me and they're like, we want to do a different format um, because we've kind of visited most of the regions and we were just looking at doing something else. And she has so much knowledge and she does her own, you know, videos. So she's great on camera that they thought that it would be like a perfect partnership and and yeah. they've worked with her a lot before. So they already had a relationship with her. I have worked uh-huh. with her on an episode before. Um, and I think it also is just great to have two women be like, representatives of the texas for Beach sure because it is such a male centric mm-hmm. industry so yeah.
0: i thought it was the perfect match no it was perfect and i, I just and especially i love like the the first the, i think the first episode you guys talked to grant Pickerton, and that was just such a cool intro to and then going to see the farmers the cattle rancher like it was that it's it's really that maybe that's what makes it so special this season it's just there's a lot of knowledge that's and and it's just yeah it's it's really really well done I really like yeah
1: it. I think it was a perfect way to introduce like the agricultural side and like cattle farmers into it because a lot of people feel you know weird about you know seeing where their food comes from but I think that it's an honor you, you mm-hmm. know you, you're eating this delicious food and you're seeing that you know you're meeting the hard-working people who are responsible yes. for it and i think that that's super important to give them some praise and be like these people this isn't a hobby these people are up at the rise of dawn and you know they don't go to bed until the sun's down and it's it's hard work i mean i I learned a lot i was so happy this season And they
0: take great pride in what they do
1: yes and a lot of the times it's a family business where they grow up you know learning and expanding upon that knowledge with their family
0: yeah it's nice and it's nice to showcase them i think that's that's important and i hope that if there is a season four and season five i hope that you guys are able to continue to do that because that's nice and it puts a face to it it makes it to not feel like an industry as much as it's 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 people and that's kind of why i like i like to do these too. it's because i like people to put a face to something before they go to maybe a barbecue joint or the before they do something so that they totally. it personalizes it it's not just Someone putting out food from the back, and you never see it. It's just, but it is. We're bombarded by so much social media these days. It's a, I know, it's a little I bit know. overwhelming. I feel like if I got like shot on the street, people would just film it and then <laughs> cannot help me. Like one person would come to help me, but the rest would just try to make sure they captured. Like I just feels that's like such a weird or, or a film weird. first, like film first, help later kind of. When we're in yeah. that, kind of in that kind of thing. But also, speaking of which, which is it, not really a segue. Jake was state farm. How did, (laughs) how was that experience? Like it's such a random thing that I, and I just found out about it today. I was looking through additional things just to get some more background about you. And Mm -hmm. you were, were you in just one state farm commercial or are you in?
1: Yeah. Yeah. This was during the pandemic. That was a weird one. Um, I think that was one of the only commercials I did during the pandemic, just because with COVID and testing and isolating, it was too expensive for a lot of things to be shot. So they had him out at a house for months here in Austin, just like isolating and churning out commercials. Oh, was
2: that what he was doing? Uh.
1: It was weird, but it was like such a dope house. And like, <laughs> he's such a nice guy. And I actually have some mutual friends with him. So it wasn't like, you oh, know, really? he was, yeah. So, you know, we had some things in common there and it was such a weird process because we were directed by, this is a comedy sketch. They, <laughs> The director was on an iPad that was attached to like a computer thing that he could move. Oh my
0: gosh. Oh, directing
1: us from that. Like, it was so funny. Like, do you, did you ever watch Saved by the Bell where like mm-hmm. Screech had like that yeah, Because yeah, yeah, that's, and, a, like, that's what, yeah. <laughs> it's like what is happening? It was, um, because,
0: it was because it was in the heart of the pandemic, so.
1: It was in the heart of the pandemic and I think the director, I don't know where he was. He yeah. might've been international. But he, he was just too much for him to fly in or something. And so he was just like, they just directed it via. Oh my
0: gosh. I wish you had, that would be an interesting to see. Like, I wonder how many people had, do, I'm, I'm sure tons of people did. That's this. A... Oh, I bet
1: there are some creative ways people were getting filming that. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, That's really crazy. And you did say, is it okay to say that his name is Kevin?
1: His name is Kevin. Yes. <laughs> so,
0: so everyone, Jake from State Farm is actually Kevin.
1: Yes, it is
0: but, but, but jake from state farm is better it's uh it, it rolls off the tongue better than i'm kevin from state farm it's, i guess I like
1: well because that's guess.
0: just
1: one syllable so it's jake from state farm yeah, yeah. it's so
0: quick yeah, yeah 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 and it's wicked and it was like the very early on commercial and it changed like the actor changed but it was a very clever it was a very clever commercial because it felt yeah. very like he was cheating on uh, his wife and i like guess <laughs> that it was it was it's funny too because there are certain commercials that just stick and then it's amazing how the characters continue for year after year and, and because I'm taking care of my mom she's like, she's like, tells me these, like, she tells me stories, like, I'll, like, I'll hear her laughing when, because I'm helping her, I hear her laughing, and she's watching Golden Girls, and so I'm like, oh, what well, was funny, and she was, and then she'll tell me the whole episode, and I'm like, I don't really need to get a rehash of the entire Golden <laughs> <laughs> or she'll, like, a commercial, she'll, she gets sucked into the storylines of, of these commercials, because she watches a lot of TV while she's recuperating, and so yeah. I guess that's the whole point, is to get sucked into the storylines, and there's, there's been over the years, like, like, you know, Folgers are like commercials that Pat like went like eight eight connected to one or something, which yeah. is commercials are more clever than people realize. Great they,
1: marketing, yeah. You know,
0: some are just yeah. awful and terrible and annoying, but then there's also- A you know, lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I've yeah. been in a lot of those as well. So,
0: <laughs> so what's, what does the future hold for you? What do you want to, do you want to do a lot of, because you said off camera that you want to do a lot more stuff for yourself. Are you going to be creating- do, are you, do you do write and do you do all that
1: yeah so um i've been producing more um my husband he's a director and so i've been producing music videos for him um oh. one of the ones that we recently did was for scotty mccreary he was on american idol i don't know if yeah knows. i know the name yeah he's like huge in the country world now and so we i produced the music video for his single damn straight and okay oh, cool when it premiered at number one on the Apple charts, like, so producing has been doing really well. <laughs> I've been doing really well with producing.
0: Nice. That um,
1: yeah, so I just like having more control over it because being in front of the camera, you have the least control of anybody in the industry. It's up right. to them to hire you based off of your looks or maybe they hate your hair or I've heard the wildest reasons of why an actor does not get a job. And I also think that now is the, it's a great time for you to produce your own content. There's so many different avenues and streaming mm-hmm. services. There really isn't an excuse for you to not get your own projects off the ground. So I've, I've written a script and hopefully I can get that off the ground. I wanna start a campaign right here, Kevin. Okay. I need to get on CW's Walker, Texas Ranger, okay? okay. All right. It's an Austin guy. I'm looking at this is so aggressive, yeah, but I want people to go on the CW Walker, Texas Ranger Instagram. And I want you to tag me and say okay. that you need me to be on the show.
0: Okay. I'll do that for you
1: guys. It's insane. And I can't get an audition for this. It's insane. I'll, put a,
0: I'll put a link. It was just nice to get to know you. And hopefully so, so all the different places that people can see what you're doing are what, uh, what's your, what's your Instagram? What's your Are you on Twitter too?
1: I did have a Twitter and then it was so toxic. I was like, I don't feel like I should know everyone's (laughs) thoughts.
0: (laughs) No, I started Um, following a lot of like zoo stuff and now the algorithm changed. I have all animal and zoo. It's beautiful. Oh,
1: beautiful. Yes, that's that's what my algorithm is. My algorithm on Instagram is like really cute, fluffy animals, but then also like miniature things. Like I love like people who build miniature kitchens and then they cook in the miniature kitchen.
0: It's awesome. That's such a cool... (laughs) I've heard yeah. there's I heard there's a miniature construction world too. like what? there's people that are into like miniature construction stuff and then they do yeah, I'll have to look for it if I find it all I remember, yeah, you have to
2: send that to
0: me yeah, I think I was listening to a podcast and I think it was Seth Rogan and he that yeah Seth Rogan and he was talking about how he and somebody else are obsessed with miniature construction sites or something.
1: oh my God, that makes me so yeah. happy so I'll find if
0: I can oh. find it Emperor.
1: Yeah, DM that. But okay. yeah, at, at Kelsey Pabilski,
0: at okay. whatever. And how do you spell your last name?
1: P-R-I-B-I-L-S-K-I.
0: But it was so great to meet you. It was so great to talk to you. I hope people will get a chance to see the episodes and they should go back and see all of them. I think they, they all serve a purpose. They're different now than they were the first season, but I, they're all great. And I hope you get more seasons because maybe you get to go like outside of Texas. Maybe, maybe maybe you get to go, yeah, or outside of America.
1: I was like, oh, that would be so dope.
0: Yeah, but I guess it doesn't yeah. really fall in line with their <laughs> strategic goal. but.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. Like, this is so fun. I love talking to people who have actually like seen the show, but aren't a part of making it because we're definitely biased. Yeah. But yeah, I encourage people to watch season three, but then definitely backtrack because you're right. It's a different vibe. Every episode is a different like co-host in previous seasons. Mm-hmm. We're going to different places. And the one thing that I really love that people are doing is they're like messaging me, like where they plan on going for barbecue road trips. And that's, cool. that's so fun to me. So yeah, I want people to like DM me where you're going to visit in Texas.
0: And let you know what, what it was like, right. That would be great. That'd be fun yeah. to create. Yeah. That's, and that's what, that's why you're doing it's connections and helping people and, and getting people out there and get it get like outside of their little bubble. And so they can try different things and
1: Totally. I mean, I, I, like I've said before, I'm not like a barbecue expert by any means. I am learning with the audience. And so it's super fun for me to connect with the audience and for them to be like, Oh yeah, that is cool. That is fun. And I learned something too. So I, yeah, I always love it when people are like contacting me about what they've seen and nice. You know, yeah.
0: Well, it's cool too. It's a, it's cool to, to see the landscape of Texas and how different it is and how it changes. And from North to South, east. it's, a, it's, mat and it's massive too there's a lot of a lot of land you'll know, drive 14
1: hours and you'll still be in texas <laughs> and you're going 85 miles an hour it's wild it's uh, so big yeah
0: it's a, yeah that's crazy have you yeah have you ever because we'll end it with have you ever seen an armadillo
1: yes i saw one the other night
0: i've never seen one in person <gasps>
1: they're quick they're really
0: quick I've yeah. seen videos. I love them. I think they're so interesting, but they're, they're probably annoying to people that like certain people that tear up a lot. And maybe they, don't they tear up yards and stuff? People love them or hate them, I think.
1: Yeah. I think the same is with deer as well. Like oh, I yeah, yeah. was at the park today on a run and it's, we got so much rain recently. So everything's green. So all the deer were out feeding. And oh. I was thinking, to myself, I was like, people don't get to see this all the time. And I take it for granted. And a lot of the times they're jumping in the middle of the road. So I think they're annoying, but like yeah. they're magical
0: to other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that would be, uh, would be such a great experience to be running and seeing deer. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I post that video. I took a video
0: of them. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. i like to see it. No, and, and I, but I also, then there's my aunt who lives up in Northern California, who the deer eater roses. And she, she doesn't want to kill him because she's like that kind of person. She's just passive, but yeah. she doesn't like them
1: annoying yeah yeah
0: they're eating a rose they're so
1: cute and magical but they're so annoying sometimes yeah so that's with everything you love
0: yeah i guess there is that's like life in a nutshell at the end well well thank you so much kelsey All all right thank you so much all right thank you all right take care bye I wanted to stay true to like where barbecue came from. This is classic Texas barbecue. We're not gonna change. I'm trying to make great food that I love. I try to make sure that there are no compromises in the quality of it.
1: This is so different than anything I've seen barbecue-wise. But I'm not mad about it, no! (laughs)
0: You can come in here and really have your mind blown. Being in the kitchen growing up, uh, running around with our grandma or grandpa cooking, all these flavors right here were a little part of that. So we just really took that and ran with it.